Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Match should be fun. Impact of the executive functions. Tackling Discoculia more than one way. Why numbers don't make sense sometimes. Accommodations versus modifications. Early childhood education prevents special education placements. Watch your money. This is our podcast for week 50 and the rest of the year 2017. And we welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Discoculia Services. And she's going to help us review the links that we posted on our website, discoculiaheadlines.com. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Well, always great to be here. Thank it you. It is always a, always a pleasure to see you again. We have wonderful uh, links and we have uh, a lot of them this time. We're rounding out the year, so there's more links than usual. And the first one says that math should be fun. Now, okay, according to my experience, that's not always the case. How about that? Yeah, yeah, I, I understand. It's, it's not uh, fun for everybody. And this is actually a reaction to an article in the Financial Times. Now, I think you need a subscription to read the whole article. Wow. And um, the, the title is, Math Can Rob Children of the Joy of Learning. And that's certainly, I see that happening. Um, and uh, there's also a comment on, on this um, uh, article. And somebody argued um, in the article that all children uh, should have math in school till the age of 18. And another reader then responds... And maintains that children who have difficulty with math should not be forced to take math, as it will hurt their joy of learning. Right. Now, let me say a a quote here. Uh, Forcing children who don't have mathematical brains to study, uh, this will not only destroy their self-confidence, but can destroy that most precious joy, the joy of learning. Mm-hmm. Math can ruin lives as well as make them. Well, that's a, that's a very wise remark. But yeah. uh, if I look back to that quote, it uh, has a little bit of a fixed uh, mindset outlook because they say people who do not have a mathematical brain. Oh, I'm hearing Carol if, Dweck here. As, as if that mindset. could yes. not change. So right. um, there's no right or wrong answer here, that uh-huh. I'm sure. But... It all depends on the way that teachers teach the math and the topics that are offered in the curriculum. Um, If it's all filled with time tests and flashcards, that will highly likely ruin someone's pleasure in learning. But if math is explained as an essential part of everyday learning, for instance, if you do a lot of topics of financial literacy, that is really useful in everyday life, then I feel that uh, all students should take uh, math and it will be interested for them. It depends on what and how you present it to them. And if So you would agree math should be fun, They should the way it's been taught should make it fun for the children. Yeah, fun but also useful and right. they should be able to grasp the topics. So it should not be only... Um, Theoretical exercise. Theoretical abstract, uh, just for the sake of making 
a parabolas and hyperbolas. Uh, I, I love that, but not everybody does. We couldn't does. agree more, it as usual. should be useful. Good. Now, the, the next link uh, talks about the, uh, the impact of the gain and loss on executive functions um, uh, due to the uh, 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 rhythmic performance. Is there a big impact of that? Well, this is a, an interesting article. It's from the uh, journal uh, Frontiers in Psychology. Mm -hmm. And they do an interesting experiment here. It was actually done by the Brain Research Center for the Study of Learning Disabilities at the Department uh, of Learning Disabilities at the University of Haifa, so in Israel. Mm -hmm. And um, they looked at the impact of gains and losses. Like a gain might be that you promised um, a student who, who participates in that research uh, a few a uh, few dollars okay so you can win something you can win or lose something okay now this was in this case not connected if you want to lose something to if the subject gave a correct or an incorrect uh, response it was kind of at random at random, they got the rewards at random. Yes, yes. <laughs> so you so, could you could give it the wrong answer and still get a reward. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. very very interesting. Now they looked at how this impacted various tasks, and in this case specifically, uh, calculation arithmetic tasks. Okay. Now it's uh, I have to say word of caution. It's only a limited uh, number of participants. That's they only had the fourteen case. studies, but right. this is. Um, this is a first uh, and it will be followed uh, by more um, in-depth and more larger uh, with larger populations mm -hmm. populations now basically the conclusion is that there is indeed an impact and that the tasks can be performed better when there is a gain to be uh, won by the participants mm -hmm. and it translates a little bit in my uh, math-related games at the end of a tutoring session. So that also uh, make the students perform better on tasks that are normally quite difficult for them, but wrapped in a game where they can win, mm -hmm. it becomes easier for their brains to get an extra stimulus to stay working and trying and keep that positive outlook on, That's a very um, good approach. on math. That's a very good approach. Okay. So there is an influence of uh, gain and loss on arithmetic performance. That was okay. what came okay. out of this so research. So people by nature are competitive. Yes. 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 Okay. It's our nature. The next link uh, uh, talks about uh, tackling dyscalculia in more than one way. So is there more than one way? Or <laughs> what are we talking about here? Well, well this story highlights um, Lawrence Guy from the Patriots. Oh. Yeah who talks about his youth and experience with learning disabilities. Mm -hmm. It's a compelling story. His story is, is one where he didn't get the appropriate testing until age 18, oh, wow. going into college. Right. And only then uh, was he diagnosed with dyslexia and dyscalculia. Now, unfortunately, he had been bullied for being in special education classes, and oh. after the university, sat him down and explained his issues and gave him the right support he thrived and ended up mind you 
with a double major in sociology and education. And now, oh. yes, and now he talks to young people about the importance of education. What are the odds? Yeah. He ended up really well, but there are still, unfortunately, so many students out there that got stuck in this bullying phase. His story is not phase. unusual, unfortunately. It is not unusual. And, and they, if they don't get the right diagnosis, they don't get support, and the situation is going on and on. So we actually need to work, uh, keep working and, and raising awareness. And Our work is not done. Yeah, so concluding the story uh, about uh, Lawrence Guy, he is now not embarrassed anymore. Uh, he has talked to uh, numerous other people, mm -hmm. other athletes, uh, and uh, he urged them to get the proper testing too, so that they also could help get help and uh, and make progress. Okay. So he's uh, he became quite an he advocate. Be he became an ambassador for uh, for Absolutely. learning disabilities. We're talking to Dr. Schroeder, the founder of DiscoCuliaServices.com. And we're looking at the links provided on our website, discoculiaheadlines.com. Now, the next link uh, is asking us why numbers sometimes do not make much sense. How, how is that? Now, actually, we, we embed a presentation by Dr. Anna Wilson mm -hmm. here. Uh, she does research now at the uh, University of Auckland. She's quite a superstar, isn't she? Yes, she knows really a lot about uh, discoculia, and she previously worked in, in France, uh, in Inserm in Paris, with uh, Stanislas de Hane, so that's uh, also mm -hmm. a very uh, good post. And she helped develop um, a game specifically for students with discoculia, it's called the Number Race. Okay. It is published open source, and you can download it for free. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, it's really good for uh, younger children, uh, age, say, five to seven, maybe eight. Okay. Now, this presentation is, um, is very concise uh, and to the point. And that uh, is the link, what, what we uh, refer to here. It's a really great reading uh, material. And a wonderful comment she makes, I want to highlight here. Many people mistakenly think that... If it's in the brain, it cannot be changed. Right. And I, I mentioned that at the previous post too. Yeah. Uh, but it's actually really wrong. Nothing could be more wrong. The brain is the basis of all learning. Brain function and even structure is highly plastic, malleable, mm -hmm. especially at a young age. And the mild impairments associated with learning disabilities are nothing like the brain damage caused by like a stroke or, or, mm -hmm. a, or a lesion. So really great encouragement to work on remediation, even when you are an adult. Good. Good. Well, okay. It's a, it's a wonderful presentation. I think all our listeners should really click on that link and, and go check it out, download it, put it in your drawer and refer to it from yeah, time to it's, time. Yeah, it's very clear. It's absolutely yeah. worth your time. Yeah. Now the next link is a, is a video about the difference between accommodations and modifications and I would I would play a little bit of it but <laughs> there's only music there so oh. <laughs> it's really this is this is not the video for for audio podcasts unfortunately Sure sure so uh, they go over the difference in a nutshell and they are able in uh, less than 3 minutes there you go. to make it very clear and the main difference is that with 
modifications, also known as a 504 plan, uh -huh. the school alters the curriculum okay. to allow the student to succeed, to be, okay. to be successful. So they will, for instance, leave out difficult questions from exams or uh, allow a student to use open books during the exam. Okay. Now, different from that, accommodations keep the original curriculum in place. But they are, uh, they are, they are, they are ways to help the student mm -hmm. to access that uh Curriculum and be successful by, for instance, allowing longer time or um, providing notes that are written for them if they can't okay. keep up, um, read aloud books or preferential seating in class, use of the calculator, but they are still learning exactly the same thing, but the access is mm -hmm. uh, made easier for them. So it's difficult to say what's better. It really depends on the situation for that specific student. Yeah. And my view is always that if you can, start with accommodations in an IEP, Individual Education Plan. And when that proves not to be feasible, you can always go for an adjusted curriculum yeah. under the uh, provisions and modifications of a 504 yeah. plan. Yeah, okay. Okay, well, that, that sounds like a, like a, a good approach. Yeah, of course, depends on the uh, five four plans are, of course, also for children that are physically handicapped and mm -hmm. uh, have other yeah, other they're issues much broader, a much um, broader uh, application there. Okay, well, our next uh, link is interesting. I think it says that participation in early childhood education will prevent later special education placement. If that is true, it should be mandatory that all the children go in early childhood education, right? It should be mandatory that educators and educational institutions uh, delve into the available research because uh, the U.S. has fantastic research, but unfortunately it has not been impl implemented, all of it. So this is another of those um, examples. So here, uh, the authors are from uh, Harvard, New York University, University of Washington, Seattle, and Wisconsin Medicine. So these are top-notch institutions. Yeah. Yeah. And it's published in Educational Researcher. So what they found was uh, that this research shows that on average participation in early childhood education really leads to statistically significant reduction in special education placement and also reduction of grade retention huh. and it increases high school graduation rate okay well that's so all we want <laughs> what more is there <laughs> to ask <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the analysis was done uh, using a meta-analysis of 22 high quality uh, experimental and quasi-experimental studies mm -hmm. and so this is a pretty robust information mm -hmm. the studies were conducted between 1960 and 2016 so there isn't one study that right. shows they all of these effects they actually reworked data from existing studies yes they and then compiled this out of it. Okay. absolutely so there's a lot of statistics involved here right but it's absolutely a ringing endorsement for the expansion of early childhood education. Okay.
And I, I guess in the research uh, budget, there was no budget for a lobbyist to lobby the Congress. <laughs> this is why there's no law about this yet. <laughs> well, they can read this information for free on the internet. Yeah. Okay, well, the last link for the year 2017 tells us to watch our money. And in this holiday season, with all the presents that are being bought, that is a good thing. So watch our money. What's it all about? Mm-hmm. So... Um this is uh, written by Elizabeth Bennett from Boston in, uh, in Billfold. It's um, a blog. Okay. And she says, how to do money when you have dyscalculia. Right. And this is again an article where somebody who has this issue um, shares with a greater audience how she coped. And uh, she describes that out of shame for her condition initially, she would just guess numbers, say something, or, yeah. or a fake understanding. <laughs> and that actually got her into uh, grave financial issues. And um, this article is also a reminder and an encouragement for adults to own their dyscalculia. Mm -hmm. Because after she went through this... Um, when she had, for instance, no clue how much money it would cost when she got to the, um, when she uh, had to add up all her uh, items in the shopping cart and not having enough money to pay for it. Mm. So eventually she realized that she had to do something. Um, she started learning, she got remediation. And she also applied little tools and techniques to prevent uh, those uh, financial mishaps. And she gives a lot of um, advice and, and easy to implement things that everybody with dyscalculia could, uh, could do. Okay. So the blog post uh, actually got a lot of reactions in a, in a very short time frame. So I think it's very brave of her to come forward with this and actually highlight the uh, the issue. Absolutely, that's, uh, that's absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for doing that. <laughs> again, certainly in this holiday season, <laughs> it is something that we all need to uh, be aware of. Well, thank you, Dr. Schroeder, for your insights. Uh, we wish you happy holidays. We hope they will be merry and bright as they should. Dr. Schroeder is the founder of Discoculia Services, and you can follow her on Twitter and on Facebook. She maintains boards both on Pinterest and on Flipboard, and she runs five free webinars. And all the information about that is at webinars.discoculiatrainingcenter.com. Now, if you want to know if you have Discoculia, you can do the free Discoculia checklist on her website, discoculiaservices.com, or you can get a more comprehensive MAT and Discoculia screening test online at discoculiatesting.com. Now, Dr. Schroeder has recognized that there is a huge lack of Discoculia tutors, and for that reason, she has launched an online Discoculia tutor training. And you can read all about that at discoculiatutor.org. Finally, Dr. Schroeder's ebooks are available on Amazon. You can find the link on shop.discoculiaservices.com or go to Amazon and search for Dr. Schroeder. Discoculia Headlines Weekly is a production from discoculiaheadlines.com. You can find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and we are on Twitter at discoculiahead. 
You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Disco Curia headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.